and James went back to work, it was okay. It's me at home with a baby and I've got work that's coming up. What do I do? Can we have it all? Real conversations on navigating your 30s and 40s, leaving the nine to five and being a working mum, inspiring you to take that leap to do what you truly want to. I run my own business, Weblog UK, which was grown out of Weblog North and founded the Northern Blog Awards. I guess I could be deemed a mum boss, still deciding whether I like that term or not. And yeah, I left my nine to five about four years ago now on my first maternity leave. The guests that I bring on here will be people who have their own journeys of leaving a more traditional kind of working environment and pursuing their own creative careers. Keep in touch and find my blog and other channels at hollygoeslightly.co.uk. Hi, and welcome back to my podcast, Can We Have It All? I can't believe we're on episode seven already. And if you haven't already, please take the time to have a little listen back and see if you enjoy the other episodes as well. But this one is a good one. Because I am talking to blogger, recipe developer, freelancer, mum boss, Pam. And she's a good friend of mine. We met um, through my husband and then through our mutual love of blogging. And when I started the WeBlog North meetups, which were then WeBlog MCR. And we kind of hit it off and found some, you know, mutual things in common. And she's been an ongoing support for my business and what I do with WeBlog North and the Northern Blog Awards. So um, I'm really excited for you guys to listen to her journey today and kind of hear about how she's juggling motherhood, a creative career and working for herself. So enjoy. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, can you hear me okay? Perfect. And you look beautiful. Thank you. So do you. Don't oh, know what you're on about, looking oh shit. <laughs> no, I do. I've d- I had a PT session this morning, so I'm a sweaty mess, and I'm knackered because Rudy's teething, and you know, oh, the usual. Yeah. The usual. Non-stop. <laughs> yeah. And we went um, glamping. <laughs> On, yeah, uh, on the weekend and it was great it was really good but we were so unprepared and it was so cold so I've got like I've seized up all my neck and my head where I was sleeping like curled up oh, oh my god yeah so I mean, it was really cold like unseasonably so cold like ridiculous compared to the last bank holiday which was scorching yeah it's so yeah. typical isn't it yeah you just can't predict it can you no but- it was a breakaway for you, so... Well, this is it. It's a change of scenery and all that. So I don't know whether I should be calling you Spamela B, Pamela, mm-hmm. Pam, or like I always call you Spam. Uh. <laughs> what, what would you rather I called you for the purposes of this podcast? I really don't mind because so many of my friends, or my husband even, literally just calls me anything in in that range. So whatever you feel comfortable with, I really don't mind. Okay, well, I feel like it's just going to roll off the tongue, me calling you spam, isn't it? You know, because it's like we've known each other for years now. And that was what uh, I was first introduced to you as by my wonderful husband. Um, So, yeah, it probably will roll off the tongue. But how are you? Are you okay? Yeah, busy as always. I mean, that's never changing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, really good, in a good space, so that's cool. Good. Well, it's probably best then to start off with a bit of an introduction. So would you mind just telling everybody listening who you are, what you do day to day, um, kind of briefly give us a summary of what it is that you do? Okay, so I am Pamela Higgins, also known as Spamla B on Twitter and Instagram, my blog. Um, And so basically, I became a mum pretty much almost two years ago now. Um, It's that long ago already. It's crazy. Um, So, yeah, so life is very much motherhood and, you know, learning and dealing with a toddler that's very excitable and very hyperactive, but very good fun. Yeah. Um, and yeah, around that for the past 
it'll be four years in September, I am basically a freelance uh, health food recipe creator. So I work with health food brands, basically creating content for their websites or social media with their products um, and photographing everything, making lots of sweet, delicious treats that are all kind of healthy. And they are delicious, I can vouch <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so I've been yeah doing that for quite a while now alongside blogging, which isn't it isn't my full time thing. It's more like still a hobby, but I could do get a lot of work through my blog, through my social media. So I always like to have my blog on the side still going. Um, so yeah, so it's basically life is balancing being a mom, running my kind of business, so to speak, with the freelance projects, things, yeah. and having my blog. And in the meantime, trying to go to events and meet up with friends and do, you know, have a social life. So all that jazz. Just, just those few little things, you know, just trying to yeah. get, you know, those few little things into uh, zero time. Yes. As most of us uh, mums are trying to do at the moment. Um, Fab, well, thank you for that intro. And we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about that. But before we kind of get started, I always like to play a little game of this or that with okay. my guests. Do you know how to play it? No. <laughs> okay, so it's so funny. Everybody always nods along when I say this and then they go, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, so I will basically say two things. So I'll say something or something and you have to quick fire tell me which of those two you prefer. Okay. So easy starter, tea or coffee? Coffee. Oh, okay. White wine, red wine? White. Chocolate or vanilla? Ooh, vanilla. Night in or night out? Oh, I'm going to say 50-50. You can't. You've got to choose. Oh, I'll say night out because it's more of a rarity these days. Yeah, amen to that. Um, yeah. Beach holiday or snow holiday? Beach. Instagram or Twitter? Oh, oh my God. It's tearing me apart, this question. I would say Twitter. Yeah, you're a Twitter queen. Yeah. I mean, you're hot on Instagram too, but you're a Twitter queen. Um, iPhone or Android? Android. Work or play? I'm going to say work. That's really sad, isn't it? No, not if you love your job. Um, gym workout or long walk? Oh, I love both, but I'd go for long walk. R&B or house? House. Obviously. Knew that one. Well, there we go. Simple game. And we all feel like we know you so much more now, Spam. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> right, so... Going back, so obviously this whole podcast is about inspiring other women who might be thinking about um, pursuing more of a creative career or working for themselves, you know, mums who have maybe um, want to work more flexibly. And I think you kind of um, showcase that journey really well. Um, so what did you do before you decided to work for yourself in a nutshell? Yeah, so I... At uni, I studied media and communications and I graduated in 2010. And from then, really for the next few years, five years, um, I've always worked in kind of social media, online marketing. Um, so one of the jobs I had was working at the university itself in the careers department, basically creating a new kind of hub for students who were either studying or had graduated and wondering what to do with their life. Um, so that was really cool. So that was like a year-long uh, paid internship after uni. And then I went on to work for a really cool student cooking TV company. Cool. So we went around the unis around the country, filmed loads of like food videos for social media and for their own like university kind of... I didn't website. know that. How did I not know that, Spam? <laughs> I didn't know that. No, probably because it was such a long, it feels like such a long time yeah. ago. That's so cool. But, yeah, honestly, it was the best job I've ever had. And I wish that I could have done it for longer. Yeah. Because um, it was just basically like being a student, yeah. going to these unis and like hanging out with the students and filming cool stuff and going out with them afterwards. I love that. <laughs> it's wicked. Yeah. So that really got me into um, back again in terms of like the food side incorporating that with the social media, which was just like the best. It was a dream. Yeah. Um, so... After that, it was then working, it, I call it sort of like a sort of in-between job that I wasn't really passionate about, but I just kind of needed a job at the time. And that was working for a holiday home company, doing social media and marketing. Um, and then 
I moved to Manchester because I met my now husband, James. And after a year kind of long relationship, long distance, I was like, right, I need to be in Manchester. Like, it's, everything's happening here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to like, Yorkshire's brilliant. Like, I do love Yorkshire where I grew up. But in terms of, you know, everything around work life, nightlife, things going on, yeah. Manchester was a place. So I worked at an agency for a couple of years, again, doing social media and marketing, things like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah so that was where I kind of stopped full-time and you found you you totally found your passion then for social media it seems like in kind of all of the roles you've done um and I would say that's kind of what I guess when we first met and you know this whole blogging world was kind of kick-starting you were like just nailing Twitter (laughs) (laughs) um and you know Instagram kind of almost before like Instagram was a thing yeah. certainly before what it is now I think yeah. um and so I guess tell us a little bit about how what you were building on the side on your social media and on your personal blog was starting yeah. to become something that you thought could be a business I guess I've always been let's think sort of my approach to social media has always been there's always been a passion behind it so whatever I talk about whether it's music or fitness or food or being a mum it's always driven by wanting to share my own experience at the same time obviously kind of especially my business sort of side now is showcasing obviously where I think I'm at but also not being afraid to share the realities behind it yeah um so going back I loved using social media in the very beginning to kind of to kind of, I don't know, just talk a lot about music because that's a huge passion of mine mm-hmm. and just kind of share tracks and connect with people, whether it was kind of they were into the same artists or the same bands, things like that. Um, just building up conversations and sort of friendships, really, you know. Yeah. It's nice to always have those shared interests in common that your own real friends might not have, but you yeah. still want to be able to talk about it. Um, so, and just kind of day-to-day life, really, like, you know, going out walking a lot, loving like countryside and views and scenery, that kind of thing, going out and stuff. And then it wasn't until really that when I moved to Manchester and me and my other half used to run a a dance music website together. So from that, we would kind of be going out all the time to different club nights and festivals around the UK. Um, So that was really like a platform to share what was going on, what was behind the scenes, kind of building up a sort of talk around a certain night or a certain festival. Yeah. Um, so that was amazing. Like, I absolutely loved doing that. So it was very much music dominating for quite a while. And then, as especially, again, I was moved to Manchester, it was such a key thing in terms of helping to establish, like, friendships and find people that I could, you know, like, meet. Because obviously being in a new city, it was great that I have me other half that was there and knew everything about Manchester and we were going out a lot together but it was like, right, where can I find some friends? Where can I find people with like mutual interests, things like that? So using social media for that element and also especially like meeting yourself and we blog north, yeah. which oh pause. That's all right. <laughs> this is this is the life of working mums. <laughs> I feel like I should uh, sing a little interlude. This is real life, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even think I'm going to edit this. Yeah. It's really awkward, and spam just wants to get rid. Oh, so sorry about that. That's that hilarious. So random. Did you hear it? A, a little bit. I could tell that you were just like trying to get rid of him, but being so I, polite. Literally, like the door kind of gradually closing it. Like, I've got to go. <laughs> to go. I'm a busy person. Anyway, oh. welcome back. <laughs> I don't even think I'm going to edit that out, Spam, because I feel like <laughs> people should just know that this is what trying to work for yourself oh. from home is like constant, yeah. constant interruptions for work. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we talked, you were just touching on the fact that um, you were starting to look for a community in Manchester. And that's, yeah. you know, how we we were introduced, but it's definitely how we forged our relationship was through We Blog North, wasn't it? And having yeah. kind of blogging and social media in common for sure um 
And then you, so you saying you kind of started out with this music and kind of discovering Manchester and, and going out and things. And yeah. then how did it move into more the food side of things? Um, yeah. And I guess, when did you realise that that could be something that you could, you know, earn money from? Yeah. So, it, yeah. So basically, initially, my blog was a hub to showcase past work from the student cooking stuff and the music stuff. Because my husband, who's a web developer, kind of said, when I moved to the city, it was like, right, I have a blog. So when you're looking for jobs, it's there as an almost like a portfolio type thing. So once I got the job at the agency, it was like, okay, I've got a job now. My blog can be something, you know, it can evolve into something that I do. I like to do on the side. So I started posting like they're terrible now looking back <laughs> but start just posting like because I've got a very sweet tooth like super sweet but I'm also really really interested and really conscious about kind of what's in I'm eating and things like that not like obsessive yeah. or anything like that, but just like I try to kind of keep kind of added sugar to a minimum just because it sends me crazy if I have yeah. too much um I'm also wheat intolerant so like finding healthy sweet treats that weren't just like dates and nuts was yeah. quite difficult <laughs> yeah. especially back then you know like yeah. you know we're talking a good few years ago now yeah so I basically just in my spare time just loved creating trying to sort of replicate things like brownies cheesecakes desserts um from alternative ingredients that were healthier and obviously like wheat free so I started posting them on my blog and as I became more confident in terms of what I was making um I was then it wasn't to be fair at the beginning it wasn't really a strategic thing it was more of a case of right I'm buying all these different healthy products and I love using them and I'm, I'm a big fan of the different brands so I'm going to start obviously tagging them within the recipe and then on social media to kind of get noticed I guess is really to say look what I've made with your products basically yeah. um and then over the sort of the next year as I was more gaining more sort of knowledge in terms of how to photograph and feeling like I was um, improving the recipes and things like that then I think at the same time brands were starting to get a bit more savvy in terms of okay bloggers are on the rise or like Instagram people or you know anyone on social media has got sort of a bigger following um, and the two at the same time we kind of became quite a good relationship where either I'd be approached to say you know we can send you loads and loads and loads of our products if you want to feature them and vice versa I had like kind of a wish list of brands that I would use a lot of the time that I'd like right I'm just gonna sort of you know I've tagged them in so many different things I'm just yeah. gonna go for it and see if there's any way of potentially like collaborating so that was kind of a good thing alongside a full-time job for like a year or two but then um again at the same time it was a case of myself kind of thinking okay I'm obviously you know as anyone knows that does content creating and um, whether it's full-time or not that so much time goes into it and so much yeah. effort and so much kind of if you need to buy different props or you need to buy a camera or things like when that you were cooking all the time pretty much yeah. <laughs> so much food yeah. always at bloody Tesco yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so I was thinking right okay is like kind of understanding my worth really is kind of seeing if any payment would be um sort of acceptable really and also at the same time again the brands themselves becoming more aware of the uh, sort of blogger kind of influencer kind of scene that uh, you know sometimes it was a case of being contacted and saying oh um it would be great if you could produce a recipe is x amount okay to be paid for and I was oh great okay like this is cool um so Basically, it got to a point where there was a local health food company that needed um, social media and marketing and content, and they had kind of just recently launched, but they couldn't afford, um, like you know, a normal agency to pay the rates and things like that. So I said, okay, well, I would love to take over everything on that side because I'm thinking about going freelance because I've I got to a point where. There was, you know, quite a lot of good paid opportunities, not massive, not, yeah. you know, kind of salary wise. Um, but this was a great kind of stepping stone that there was going to be regular income and it was going to t- take quite a lot of time alongside other recipe work. So, yeah. So in September 2015, um, basically got married, went on a honeymoon, came mm-hmm. back and was like, right, freelance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And I think so... I think what you said there is really interesting. It's something I always talk about, that kind of stepping stone. And I know everybody is going to approach kind of leaving the nine to five or, you know, starting their own business in their own way. And it very much depends on your kind of personality type. But I think I'm quite similar to you in that sense of it's kind of, you know, you definitely tested the water a little bit. You yeah. know, it's am I right in saying that at no point has this been the easy option? You know, you, <laughs> you were working kind of in every spare moment, weren't you? And and you yeah. were, you know, kind of trying to build something on the side of working in your regular yeah. job before yeah. you took that leap. Yes, 100%. Yeah, I was very much a kind of, with my, my husband's part, like he was brilliant. He, he always said from the very beginning, look, if you want to do this full time, you've got my, 100% got my support. And it, you know, it kind of helped from my financial side that he has a really good job and was like, don't, you know, it's not, you don't need to worry necessarily about not getting sort of, you know, not going salary. from the family to like yeah. not much, which was really, you know, it, it was honestly like a, a sort of reassurance that had I not had that, I don't think I would, it would have, it would have taken a lot longer yeah. or it might have put me off altogether, to be honest. So that's always been a really good kind of, stand uh standing ground and, to start with and I think I don't know whether you agree but you know I think we put so much kind of emphasis on salaries because of kind of a traditional kind of career paths that actually you kind of realize that you don't necessarily need to match your salary when yeah. it comes to working for yourself because yeah there's other benefits aren't there or there's other savings yeah. that you're making by not sure. working in the nine-to-five as well yeah that's so true I think um I've always been quite um, sort of, what's the word, uh, meticulous about numbers and money and things like that. And I always had in my mind, okay, what do I need? What in my head is a number that I want to hit that's not crazy, like, you know, um, unachievable, but also I am actually going to have some money to be able to contribute to, you know, saving for wedding, for house, things like that. So, um, yeah, I kind of did a lot of, planning beforehand and having a few things in place ready so I knew that when I did take the leap I wasn't starting from you know from zero um but then I think as the months went on after starting just continuously plugging away plugging away plugging away that it almost a snowball effect so it was just constantly being on the ball in terms of creating your own opportunities as well as not expecting them to like land in your inbox like oh hey we want to pay you like loads of money to do this amazing recipe stuff um so and it's still very much like that now I sometimes will have a few months where it's very much lots of regular work with brands I've been working with for a long time but then something might happen I don't know where a brand's budget's being cut or for whatever reason or um it's like oh my god okay how am I going to fill that gap yeah there's like come the next week and it's like it's opened up a new door so it's always a roller coaster so to speak and it's kind of not being terrified that oh my god I'm gonna get no work ever yeah it's not gonna be necessarily as like consistent as a sort of regular job in in inverted commas but I think until you've taken that kind of leap you're not going to put yourself in a position where you can spend the time needed to generate the work anyway so it's like you said it kind of is a snowball effect once you can start to say yes to things things do start to kind of come your way don't they yeah yeah and just being proactive all the time and you know whatever industry it is that someone's working in it's kind of I always like to have like a wish list or kind of a few goals of brands I want to work with and trying to make that happen um and you know why not be a bit ambitious sometimes because the worst that can happen is they say no (laughs) yeah absolutely and I'm always telling people that because I think you know the key thing that kind of holds people back from leaving a job that they don't love or doing something more creative is that they're worried people are going to say no or and it's just yeah in every walk of life people say no to you and in every business out there I mean you know every not every business wins every client that they want and I just think it's getting to that point where you're, you know, can listen to the word no and understand and not take it personally. Yeah. And then take motivation from that as well, that, you know, there will always be someone to say yes. And if you're putting something out there and yeah. working hard at something, it will get rewarded. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
That's really interesting. Okay. And so on a recent um, episode of my podcast, I talked a bit about imposter syndrome. And I think it's something that particularly women um, Mm -hmm. kind of have to manage and deal with. And I think lots of people have it, but don't talk about it. Yeah. Would you say that you've ever had that feeling of kind of, can I really do this? Can, you know, when you talked about a brand suddenly going, oh, we've got a bit of budget to pay you, where you're like, oh my God, I don't deserve (laughs) this, or who am I charging for this? Or have you always been quite confident with what you do? It's definitely taken me quite a long time um, to reach a point where I feel a bit more confident in my self-worth. Yeah. And I know for a long time, it wasn't until chatting to my friends, actually, not long ago, that how we're talking about having a conversation about what we, you know, charge for a blog post or things like that. And they were really surprised at what I was charging for like recipe work and saying that you are way undercharging. Mm. And I was like, Oh my God, I've never really known where to, you know, pull this figure out from. So I've just kind of stayed at this level for quite a while. Yeah. And it's kind of having, having good conversations like with people that you trust and like, you know, talking to my um, other half as well about this, he'll, because it's your own person, you're managing your finances, you're managing the work itself, everything. There's no one to really question or push you yeah. or to kind of say, you know, give you a kick at the bum and be like, right, are you challenging yourself? Are you growing? Are you improving? Yeah, because you don't have like management team no. meetings, do you? When you've got to have no. it with yourself. <laughs> yeah, totally. So things like that every so often are really good to have to kind of push yourself in that direction. But from a confidence point of view, um, it's yeah as I said before it's kind of taken me a while to get to a point where I feel comfortable because I'm such a perfectionist and very I can be very um harsh on myself yeah. where if I think I'm not doing as good as someone else or then comparing gets involved and I think as well to be honest sometimes you know being a, a mum and sometimes obviously I wouldn't change for the world but sometimes wishing you had more time mm. If you had more time to be able to create create content for all these different brands, then they might sort of pick up on you more and be asked to do something, you know. Oh my or gosh, I totally feel what you're saying right now. Yeah. It's it is frustrating because you know you're trying to balance that, which we'll talk about in a little bit, kind of juggling the motherhood side of it and wanting to do more because the person you are is a really yeah. hard working, ambitious person that wants to keep, you know better yeah. yourself and working with more people and yes. the fact of the matter is you could be if you hadn't decided to have started a family you yeah know, or you know maybe or if you decided that you know more childcare was the option for you or yeah. whatever but you know having that kind of frustration of not being able to do it for yeah. you but then you know how amazing being a mum is yeah. that it's kind of this oh. constant like battle in your head isn't it of yeah you know, yeah who am I today and which would I rather be yeah. kind of thing <laughs> and I think it's really okay to say that too because it doesn't yeah. mean you don't love your son no. and it doesn't mean you're not happy to be a mum it's kind of quite natural when you're an ambitious person yeah yeah there's no there's no shame on either side is there it's no. it's part you are still a person and you know you I think as well that people in full-time work would have gone back into a job either part-time or full-time yeah. so the difference between being a mum and being someone at work is so much more, what's the word? It's easier to distinguish. Whereas when you work for yourself and your work, your sorry, your home is your workplace and you're still within that environment, if your toddler's off to nursery or whatever, it's, yeah, it's moments I find that um, more of a challenge to get into work mode. And yeah. then I don't want to come out of that zone when I've got to go because I'm like in the zone. Yeah. It's always kind of balancing those uh, two hats. <laughs> okay, so well, let's. That's like kind of led us nicely on to kind of you as a mother. Then, so your little boy's coming up to two, um, yeah. which I just can't believe where the time has gone. Um, <laughs> so, how what has your work situation been? Because a lot like me, um, you kind of you were working for yourself when you had your son weren't you so how did you juggle the kind of maternity leave um you know having some time off how did that work so um leading up to Thomas's due date I was very much aware that if I if it was possible that I didn't want to have to stop work for anyone because being self-employed there's the worry that if you say 
okay, I'm going to take a few, you know, a few months off that you're basically going to lose out because they can go to another freelancer to get the same work done and you might lose that contact. So I wanted to make sure that I was covered for at least a month or two in terms of the regular recipes I was creating for the different brands I work with that had it all covered. So when he was born, I wasn't stressing out about having to have, you know, the recipes all ready for the next month coming. So I made sure I was very sort of prepared and planned and I was just spent literally my life in the kitchen for like a week yeah. like a few months <laughs> I mean, heavily really heavily pregnant. Pregnant. <laughs> yeah um and so when he was born uh the, basically the two weeks that my partner had on paternity leave um we were in hospital with Thomas so that was really that was kind of difficult in the sense that the time that we would have together settling back home as a couple with this newborn baby it would be a bit more of a sort of nice break break into that time yeah and yeah. um, so that was a bit sort of tough really mm. but it just meant that when we were for home and James went back to work it was okay it's me at home with a baby and I've got work that's coming up what do I do yeah <laughs> but I think I was so um I'm very in tune with my mental state and my mental health and I really 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 all I wanted to do was to try and keep a piece of me going so yeah. I was in control of it sort of thing um because you are literally like oh my gosh I've got this amazing gorgeous incredible baby to look after but who am I outside of that yeah uh, and suddenly like, you're stuck at home you know generally yeah. for 99 yeah. percent of the day especially yeah. those first few months yeah 100 and independence is something that I've always absolutely cherished and loved having and I think being a freelancer in the middle of Manchester being able to do what I want when I want mm. is sort of take like stripped back you're like oh my gosh yeah. so I think genuinely that keeping work going was a, a sort of a godsend really for my state of mind for mental health and I say that as well about exercise that I just was like okay do you know what I've had a baby and my life is, you know, absolutely dedicated to raising this incredible little thing. But at the same time, I need to have this thing on the side to kind of keep me, yeah, keep me sane. <laughs> and that's where those uh, kind of big walks used to come into play, yeah. didn't Your big long morning walks with baby. 100%, yeah. It just gave a bit more normality to the situation, especially when, especially kind of from going from a kind of routine to absolutely no routine because you don't know what's going to happen that day or that yeah. night and um, so I basically used Thomas's sleep time and nap time to continue creating recipes continue doing laptop work continue doing the fitness once I was given my you know 12 week sort of checkup thing um and all along the way to be fair up until now is is not pushing myself not pushing myself as much as I would being kinder to myself to not think I have to work all the time because otherwise I would literally just burn out because yeah. I would be 110% being a mum, 110% doing fitness, 110% doing work, and I would just poof, crash. <laughs> well, and this is it. And this is kind of, you know, well, the title of the podcast, Can We Have It All? Because I think exactly. we're constantly, you know, expecting expected by other people and on yourself to be able to do it all to still be you and to still be the person yeah. you were before kids and to still yeah. be the fit person and to still be the sociable person yeah. and then be an amazing mum yeah. oh, and earn some money and bring you know yeah. kind of create this amazing career and it you know you do have to like you say be kind to yourself and it took me quite a long time to I guess like have the confidence to some days just be like do you know what today this isn't happening and I'm going to be more yeah more this you know yeah. um if yeah. you're not sleeping or whatever yeah. it might be because yeah. you do have to be kind to yourself don't you yeah and I think since so we uh, put Thomas into nursery two days a week when just after he turned one and that just was a game changer mm -hmm. because it was always trying to fit in and squeeze in stuff around him like napping or if he was happy just playing but it was that horrible you know the whole mum guilt thing yeah. of like Oh, I should be absolutely devoting my full 100% attention. Should be sat there watching him sleep. Yeah, <laughs> staring at him. Um, and yeah, and so I think from putting him into nursery, obviously for him it's just been amazing. Just those two days, he picks up so much and absolutely loves it. And from my point of view, it's like, okay, I'm going to absolutely smash 
so much stuff yeah. get it all done um and I do sometimes do quite a bit of work sometimes on an evening or a bit on a weekend you know because it's the two days just fly by it's oh it does insane. doesn't it <laughs> it's like you're given this like gift of time when you have childcare, yeah. but then yeah. it just disappears yeah so quickly yeah. but I always joke because I you know I just feel like if more employee employers realized how amazing workers mothers are like it's yeah. insane because you're so used to juggling and doing so much with no time that when you suddenly yeah. get given like an eight hour day yeah you're like oh my god you can do so much yeah it makes me think what did I do with my time I know, I know. It's ridiculous. Like literally nothing. We clearly did nothing. Yeah. We just drank and slept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No procrastinating ever. No. no. <laughs> okay. So you talked a little bit there about um, getting some help with childcare. Um, yeah. As Thomas was sort of past one. What about? Do you have any other um, productivity tips or life hacks or anything that kind of help you? get things done on a day-to-day basis so I, I think I mentioned before I'm very much driven by routine and I love lists and if I can stick try and stick to a sort of pattern then I feel like I'm on top of things yeah. and honestly lists written lists because if I type anything on my phone I'll just forget to look at it so yeah. it has to down paper <laughs> Um, and what I tend to do is on a Sunday night, um, I like to look at the week ahead, look at our like shared calendar and know, you know, if we're out, James is out, I'm out. So for any work events or whatever, um, I like to think, okay, what needs to be done from a work point of view? What needs to be done from a general, you know, life admin point of view? Um, and try and look at the week and say, okay, I've got all this work stuff going on, but also with Tom and the time I've got with him, because it now having that divide between being able to do work solidly without any interruptions to, okay, I, I can really fully enjoy my time with Tom now because I know that I've, I'm reassured I've got the time to be able to work. Yeah. So I always try and plan nice things with him. And as he's growing older, it's just so much, you know, it's, it's like my little friend, my little mate, yeah. this, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I think lists all the time. And maybe if it's a day-to-day thing or if it's like a week thing to – to have those kind of little goals or those little things that you want to get crossed off. But also, I mean, it's so much easier said than done, but to not like beat yourself up if you, by the end of the week, you're like, oh, I've got like half my stuff, like my stuff on my list that I've not done yet. Like, yeah. oh my God, this is going to end. Um, and to think, okay, is this really, you know, what's the, what's the worst that can happen? At least if you hit deadlines that you needed to do, then if things can be done next week, then that's fine as well. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, that's I don't really have I don't really use any apps or anything like that. Very pretty Good old fashioned like list that. maker. Yeah. I like, <laughs> it. I like it. Another question I kind of wanted to ask you, and I think it's something that lots of people want to know, but maybe they don't have anybody that they can ask, mm-hmm. but is what mistakes have you made along the way? Because I'm presuming that kind of working for yourself hasn't just been kind of hunky dory and no. easy peasy like is there anything that you kind of have really learnt from or that you'd do differently if you were to do it all again um I think I think we've touched on this um before but it's about I'm very much a person that feels like I have to be nailing everything and if I don't in any area that I'm like not doing a good enough job so something I've been really, really trying to work on more recently is to try and accept that, look, if if the house isn't absolutely perfectly clean, like I'm not done all these million jobs every day around Tom, or if I've not, I don't know, something else that I've been wanting to do, that, I don't know, to just, to just accept that. And, yeah. like, there is more... I think it's so easy when you are self-employed, and you're a mum because it can almost double the isolation it can double that you're literally in your own little bubble and it's you and the baby and it can it kind of consume you a little bit Mm. and unless you're like which is why I've made such a point from the very beginning to go out every day every day rain or shine walk with Tom in his pushchair since he's been a tiny baby till now and that's kind of 
been the first thing and it's been okay trying to go to mum groups play groups then it's been to kind of you know obviously see friends a lot around that but it's those things to kind of step out of the box a little bit sometimes because once you're in your own head with all your thoughts going around and all negative things going around it's so easy to get sucked into that and at the end of the day it's only down to you to be able to try and get out of that that. (laughs) and I think often you know with lots of us mums that are kind of working for ourselves we, we we work from home most of the time yeah so those things like you said about you know the house because you're kind of in an environment where you're in the house yeah. all the time especially when you have a baby I mean it was yeah. when when we had Flo you know it was the time where I really realized the things that I hated about our house because you're yeah. just looking at yeah. these you know four walls all day yeah. every day and you, you notice all the good and the bad and yeah. I think it's the same when you work from home you know you're sat yeah. there thinking I could be doing the laundry or I could be getting this yeah. done but it's really not like like you say being kind to yourself that you can't be expected to do it all. And you know yeah. what? If like if it means somebody comes around and you've got a pile of laundry in the corner, then it's like, fuck it, yeah. who cares? And, <laughs> and I think that's what I, you know, I forever just was making excuses and excuses for everything. And actually yeah. it's just like, well, fuck it. I'm not superwoman. You know, yeah. I'm trying really bloody hard. Yeah. And do you know what? If, if you judge me because my house is messy, then we probably shouldn't be friends. Yeah. Right? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a really, really good point and a and a good lesson. And I think when you when you step out and work for yourself, you know it's not all perfect. And you do. No. I think what you said earlier as well is you do kind of have to be your own motivator. You're not necessarily going to have a team of people around you mm. to have mm-hmm. meetings with to bounce ideas back and forth yeah. with. So you have to have those kind of meetings in your head. Yeah. Or, you know, do what we did, which is kind of find your tribe and find those yeah. people that you can link up with, even on social media, but ideally yeah. in person once every now and then, because yeah. that's kind of what keeps you sane, really, isn't it? Yeah, 100% having adult conversations when <laughs> yeah. you've either got the baby or like the radio going on, it's like, I need to just talk to someone. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Or, you know, don't not just sort of tell your life in Instagram stories, it's like yeah. having a two-way conversation. Um, yeah. Okay, so then I guess moving on to kind of like the final part of of kind of our conversation today, which is the future. So yeah. what what does success look like to you? What what do you want from from this crazy world of working for yourself? <laughs> I would probably say I think because sort of feeling like I've established who I am now, nearly two years, you know, being a mum, it's like, okay, I feel I feel comfortable and confident in terms of where I'm at and what I do, and, you know, being proud of what I do. Um, and as I said, sometimes when you are freelance, you sometimes don't expect opportunities to come your way that you, you can't have planned that might take you a completely different direction or might open up loads of different doors, um, which I've found sort of since um, being self-employed, to be honest, which has been really cool. Um, but I feel very fortunate to have at the moment that balance between you know being able to see my little boy a lot when he's you know not at nursery and then to be able to do something that I love Mm. that I still feel passionate about and to kind of have that balance between home life and mum life and work life and being sort of living close to the city centre as well you know it's sort of lucky in that sense to be able to still feel like connected with the city um and I think I mean quite a lot of people have asked me as well in the past like oh do you think you'd ever go back into full-time work or you know what's next like what's your five-year plan things like that it's like I don't really know I kind of I've learned to kind of go with the flow more yeah I always loved oh my god like needed to know what's going to be happening in the next six months next year I needed to know that for kind of reassurance and things like that but now it's more like just go with it you know if you've if you are kind of happy with where you're at now and depending on your goals, so it could be actually I want to start a family soon, so I'm going to kind of just keep my work at this level because otherwise if you push yourself too much and you end up working crazy hours again and then you're like, oh, I'm pregnant, it's like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be that, you know, actually I do want to go in this route and, you know, if you were wanting to extend your family and down the line, it's like, oh, that can wait. So it's a really kind of sort of personal preference, whatever it is to the individual. I think for me, it's more about balance and 
keeping that passion there um and seeing where seeing where that path takes you yeah yeah having a little bit of a plan but not being completely rigid on that I think and I think that's kind of that's a really good point because I think you know you've sort of done when you leave the nine to five or more traditional kind of workplace you've sort of done the hard bit by taking that leap haven't you so yeah kind of nothing else seems as difficult like you said you don't necessarily need to have a five-year plan or even a two-year plan or a one-year plan because you know that you can adapt and make things happen and I kind of think that's quite a um kind of refreshing and empowering place to be I think because you know you can make something work and you know you can earn money yeah, I think as well, I was listening to um, something recently and it was kind of saying that whatever background of work that you've had, you know, you obviously pick up loads of skills and lots of experience and things. But since becoming a mum, you absolutely 100% take on so many new skills that you might have not, never thought you had or that you've always had but have been sorry being put to such good use that when you do go back into work whether it's into an office or whether it's for yourself that utilize those skills from being a mum because they are so valuable like as we were sort of saying before that procrastinating it was so easy to when you've got no children to look after and you can do what you want when you want it's like ah just go on instagram for an hour great and now it's like no, this day I'm going to smash it and really like yeah. on a roll. And then obviously, you know, make time to chill out later. But I think it's just the kind of organisation. It's the always having a million things going on in your head. Yeah, but like multitasking. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's one thing that is, I feel it's really beneficial from a, a mum and work point of view is those skills you pick up as a mum is like, wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I totally agree totally agree um okay so a few kind of quicker quick fire they're not really quick fire you know aren't spend as long as you want answering them but um few final questions to kind of tie up um who inspires you who do you kind of seek inspiration from so someone that I've loved for a very very long time who became a mum like a month after me is Madeline Shaw and so she's a health food kind of guru she's big on social media on youtube she's got some books all like healthy recipe books and she especially on instagram is very very open about you know she's obviously self-employed and she's got a little boy that is sometimes in um you know in being looked after but also she's running her own business as well and she's very open about um mental health and about confidence and about just the realities of motherhood that from not only a health food point of view, but also from a, a mum point of view, she's someone that I really admire and I met before and she's so lovely. So oh, I know it's like a genuine person. <laughs> oh, that's so nice when you actually like meet someone in real life that you love like online and it's like, they're just as lovely. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool. So we'll go and check her out. And then what's next for Spamela B, Pamela Higgins, recipe developer? What's what's next for you? It's a good question. Um, <laughs> sometimes I have like, ideas of things that I want to go down in for instance one of them is to sort of create like a an ebook for instance um but honestly I end up finding that weeks or months go by and that idea has been put on hold purely because you know work life gets in the way yeah life and work (laughs) so it's almost like personal projects I've always got like you know in the back burner but when it comes down to day-to-day life it's like yeah yeah well, this, and this is it. it, comes back to what you were saying, it's like it doesn't matter, it's great to have these ideas, yeah. keep them there, keep thinking about yeah. them, developing them, it doesn't matter if you're not doing it right now, because they don't need to go away, do they, those ideas? No, no, and if you still feel like you're smashing and you're excited about the current work that you're doing, or if, I don't know, new brands come on board, or you get exciting events to go to, or, you know, if, if you're happy in that moment in time, and eventually you might get those goals and that's still great. So yeah. just enjoy, enjoy the moment as well as looking ahead, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. And your hashtag is indulging innocently. Yeah. So what is the ultimate innocent indulgence for you? So what's your, like, I guess your, maybe your go-to kind of cake or creation that you like or your favourite ingre- ingredient that we should all be picking up on? Oh, okay. So I guess one of my favourite things to make 
that I feel like I've I've done so many different variations of is any it's kind of like a raw like millionaires oh, bite. Oh yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm drooling. Oh peanut butter. Oh yes. Is like my favourite thing in the whole world. Yeah. So anything that's very peanut buttery. So what I make basically is like kind of an OT flapjacky base with like a date peanut butter caramel in the middle and then like some raw chocolate on top. And I could honestly make a full batch purely for me and just devour it, wow. even though that's like so bad. But <laughs> no, I love that. Well, and this is the thing, and it's so amazing because I am very skeptical about the kind of, you know, indulging innocently kind of healthy but still being delicious and I have to say you have totally kind of opened my eyes to that because whenever I am lucky enough to (laughs) one of your creations usually you know a play date or a cup of tea and one of these amazing peanut butter and jam kind of cakey things (laughs) um you know it is it is great and it shows that you can do it and still kind of be balanced or mindful about what you're putting in your body so I think you are definitely incredibly talented at that um Mm. Okay, and now to finish off, um, where can everybody find you, contact you, see you? How should we best find you? Um, so Twitter and Instagram, um, definitely always on those, and that's at B. And I've also got a Facebook page that is, I, I, it took me ages to set one up because I was like, I'm not really kind of sure if it's worth doing, but it's kind of really popular with a lot of like the older women like oh, you know that, that I don't know which is which yeah. is cute <laughs> yeah. um and my blog is www.spamlab.com and yeah I don't have a YouTube uh I'm yeah I use Instagram stories as kind of your, talking and <laughs> video yeah yeah um yeah so that's where you can find me amazing well thank you so so much thank you for sharing that kind of honesty and insight into your life um I know it will be really inspiring to so many other people um you know I know in our kind of community of bloggers up here in the north particularly like people really look up to what you do and the kind of path you've kind of forged for yourself so um really do appreciate you sharing your story thank you for having me it's been fun (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in and I'd love it if you could please leave me a five-star rating and a review if you enjoyed what you listened to today so that other women and mums like yourselves can find the podcast and find some inspiration too. Thank you.